0: Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. everybody and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show Presents. Now, this is a shoot- uh, spin-off of the regular show where we play tabletop games, you know, RPGs and the whatnot. And with me, I have three venerable dudes of mayhem and we'll start with Nick Fudge Dice Gantner. How you doing, man? Huh?
1: Um, you know, just fudging those dice. <laughs>
0: And next to him, we have Dan, may the fate be with you, Jordan. What's happening, brother?
1: Same old,
2: same old, different day.
0: Same shit, different day. Rock and rolling. And keeping it down the line, we have Marcus, my stunts bring all the boys to the yard. Perez, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Just all those boys in the yard? It's too much for you to yep. handle, right? That's what I thought. Alright, well, today we'll be kicking off a new game. We were playing Dungeons & Dragons, but if you listened to uh, the regular show a few weeks back, you know that uh, Glenn is, had to take a step out, so I am taking over running the show for now, and we will be playing a game of Fate. Now, I'm the only one that knows really anything about Fate at this table, unless anybody came with some research done. I don't think any of you guys did, did you? No? no. Hell no. Alright, that's... Excellent. That would require work. I I know that's unacceptable. I can't ask the people to do that, can I? Okay, um, so so let me just to fate just to give everybody an idea. It's a very uh this is fate core, not fate accelerated. Um, this is a system that actually a lot of other games are based on. So if you've played uh the Dresden Files game, there's a few Star Wars RPGs, I have that. A few Star Wars RPGs played out uh out there that. Are based on the the Fate system. Um, it is a D6 system, or it uses Fudge dice, but you can use D6, so I consider it a D6 system. Um, it is very open, narrative-based sort of experience. And what we will be doing today is we are going to get started on world building, and we'll break that down into we're going to decide a setting, issues, um, sort of people places then we'll build characters and it's all like um unlike other games this is part of gameplay like the establishing of the narrative is part of team gameplay unlike other systems in which you um do all this beforehand like the dm you know sets up with people you may do it in a group, but it's not it's a very individual experience with fate it is like everyone's opinions sort of affect um the world and the characters in it. So does everybody have something to write on, type on, type with, take notes with? Yes, yes. Awesome. I would imagine because we're on a computer we should. Well, thank you smartass. All right, we also have a
2: Hey, hey, hey. that's Captain Smartass to you.
0: Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh I guess it's also better than dumbass. But uh we will need to be taking lots of notes and we, you should also have the character editable character PDFs that I sent you. So that's awesome. Good. That's where you're going to be taking down most of these notes. All What's right. A PDF again? How do I rend? Um, portable display format, I think is what PDF stands for. There's some nerd out there that's correcting me right now. All right. Um, all right. Anybody have any questions before we really get this rolling? No, no sure. All right. First things first, we need to decide what type of game we are playing. Like, by that I mean, like, we need to decide on a genre. Like, do we want to go with fantasy, high or low fantasy? Do we want, uh, you know, space adventure, space opera type thing? Do we want noir detectives? Do we want superheroes? And there's like four genres of superheroes. Do we want, um, horror genre game. Um what is uh I'll I'll go around the table and one by one we'll sort of um see what everybody would like to play and then make a decision from there. Um Nick, what kind of game would you like to play?
1: Fucking, you're going to start with me.
0: Fine. Dan, what type of game would you like to play?
2: Well, um with how wide it is and everything, I think uh Noir Detective or Spacey the one would be immensely fun and it gives us a wide range of things cuz you can definitely uh create a a larger scale world with the larger scale creatures and creations. Um also might want to throw out some maybe supernatural or, or thriller kind
3: of style.
0: Okay. Alright, how about you, Marcus?
3: Well I do like the space detective type thing, so we should just be Jedi.
0: Well if i us let, that. Alright, let, let's not let's not go Star Wars because there are legitimate Star Wars systems out there that we could possibly do at some point. So let's I know as much as tempting as it is Star Wars on the horizon and all, or already here. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. But you have
2: a point. <laughs> what about space? Mark or like?
0: I mean, I that's mean, all. That's all possible. I, I don't
2: want to say Firefly, but esque.
0: That's all possible. Nick, do you have any particular genre you'd like to see? Um, because I mean, if if you're not in into the space thing, now is the time to speak up and come up with a a good idea.
1: I'm completely fine with the space thing uh, as long as we embed some horror elements into it
0: all right so you That's want awesome. so we're we're floating around like somewhere between dead space and firefly right now is what we're what you're telling me yes all right i can i think i can work with that so we we've decided that we want uh an adventure like, in, in space like right?
1: i almost feel like we should be like there should be some kind of like horrible fucking thing that happened and we're trying to figure out what it is
0: that we'll get to that we'll get to that i promise we we'll get to okay. that we're we're, we're we're deciding on the uh, the backdrop here okay so um we want to we want to play around in space that's cool that's cool now um we have to kind of decide on a scope because this game works well in multiple scopes like do we want it to be constricted to one planet or even space station or do we want to be sort of hopping planets like do we like how large of a scope do we want to try and go with here because yep. um you know there's pros and cons to each a small a small sort of thing we sort of get a lot of detail and a lot of fleshed out things in a real tight-knit area but with scope there's a little more exploration and a little more um variety i would say but you can also fit the variety into a small scope especially for doing something fictional like space multiple parallel universes Oh God! No, come on, man! No, You're, kidding. Kidding. You're no, killing I, me. I can't. I, that's a lot. I would prefer I, just not. It.
2: I prefer not to be confined to one like space station and or planet because
3: I mean, then that just beats the whole of space.
0: Not, not really. I think
3: maybe like a system, like a solar system, like
0: one, like one system.
3: Yeah, that would
0: be make more so, sense. So, like a like maybe a planet and then a couple moons and a couple of space stations, like kind of thing.
1: That's not much of a system. I mean at least like two or three. But points. no, yes, right along those lines.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like, let's be fair, how many habitable planets do you want in one system? Um
2: four million.
1: Well, it depends on the storyline, 'cause some like some things, like every the every planet in its system is habitable for some reason.
0: Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. We are we are going fiction here. Um all right, that's fair. So like uh like that I would call that like a mid scope as far as space adventures go. Like it's not that localized, but it's also not, you're not, you're not, uh, traveling across galaxies. So, um, like,
1: not going to lie. i totally getting fantasy story vibes now.
0: Yeah, I know. Like that's, that's where I just, I just thought I'm like fantasy. There's got a couple of them. There's like two or three and then there's weird things. Okay. All right. Um, so we've decided on a setting and scope. So let me, I just need to write this down for my own personal thing. Cause I don't, I'm not typing. All right. So space adventure okay in space. Space, space in space there you go um horror esque. all right um, scale all right
2: okay if you start singing in a creepy little girl voice though, I will I will leave
0: What is it one two he's coming for you I'll kill you <laughs> uh all right uh okay so space adventure, uh Esque Mid scale, local group. Alright, so now we need to decide there's that fucking train. Like I swear to God, and Brittany will be home before long and the dogs will get crazy. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough recording. Okay, um thank you. Just soundproof. That proof. just I I might. The next studio I put chugga, up I chugga, might. Alright. We need to decide on current and impending issues. So what that means is we got to describe essentially two issues and these can't, they need to be sort of related to us being in space, but not like it's space. Like your current issue cannot be we're in space because that's boring and you're already going to be using this sort of uh, everything that comes with being in space as part of the main world so we need to decide on a current issue and an impending issue and current issue is basically things that our characters have been dealing with because unlike other um other games the job here is to be as awesome and adventurous as you can all the time like the the characters we need to be playing are people that would go on adventures all the time it's not like dungeons and dragons where i'm like whoa 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 you can't be this awesome yet you're not a high enough level this game is no you're that awesome right now. I mean, you can't, like, you can't come into the game and say, I'm Galactus. That's not going to work. Eat my planet. But, I mean, everybody can be Mal Reynolds, essentially, is what I'm telling you. Um, Yeah. Everybody can be Boba Fett. Um, You don't have to start off as, you know, child Django and work your way to Boba Fett. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you can be an awesome... uh, warrior alien you don't have to be jar jar and work your way there okay this is the, so um keep that in mind so the unless you cur- want to be jar
1: jar i so, thought of a short term and
0: a long term problem all right so well they're not i wouldn't necessarily say short term and long term current issue would be something that is just um always happening so um in a, all right.
1: yeah so mine totally applies but it's not right. it's a joke
0: and then so. and then, uh, an impending issue is something that's on the horizon now as far as the impending issue goes um, for the current issue I want as much detail as you guys want but the impending issue I kind of want to get a, a gist from you guys from what you want to see and then let me come up with that because if you kind of guys kind of know what's coming down the road I, it feels less fun for me so um the current issue, sort of, what is what is going on currently that you, your characters have been dealing with? Uh, I, like, and uh, we don't have to okay. go with the first idea that gets thrown out there, so just throw out ideas and we'll decide as a group.
1: Alright, this is a p- completely a joke, but, until as soon as he said this, I was like, alright, the leader of our group put us on a space station and she's PMSing, so now we can't leave. Oh,
0: God. Oh. I'm sorry to all the li- female listeners out there. That's... That's, that's our nick, and that's that's not that's not a that's not a very good current issue because that that ends like would end immediately, you know. Like that's a s- solid, for solid
2: current issue. Can I propose? I know it's a little cliche, but it's always a classic, and it would give us substantial thing to work with. Maybe like a, a intergalactic war, not in between galaxies, but at least between two colonized planets, a war of some kind, causing oh. issues with you know trade and also that would give us quests to do in the future and it would be just kind of a background thing because i don't think any of us is well unless you know the dm throws it our way i don't think any of us is going to end a gigantic interplanetary dispute but at the same time it gives us things
0: to work with okay all right now, what
3: i was thinking kind of goes with that too um i was thinking uh you know suppose the society that we're part of so to speak uh they rely on a certain resource
0: oh man we're going real there's dune like here a limited
3: amount in the particular galaxy we're in or whatever
0: the spice uh, must you know, flow war,
3: starcraft you know we're at war with the other uh factions like dan was saying there
0: okay all right the resource well that's i like think
3: short-term in, thing that's going
0: on. i think any of the like right, those, yeah, sort of, those sort of uh work together i was thinking more of the spice must flow kind of dunes style thing but um what about what about you nick you have anything actually to contribute
1: uh yeah, I like their ideas. Um, what if uh, somebody found like a replacement for whatever resource we're looking for, but it's it has unforeseen consequences? Hmm.
2: I like that. Like turning people into space zombies?
1: Maybe.
0: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um. All right. So we'll say the current issue is is uh, interplanetary war. so,
2: And it doesn't have to be like a system, because uh, we're in one galactic system, correct?
0: I would say one one. system. Uh, so one it doesn't have to be system. like
2: all the planets in the system are at war. It can be just, you know, like Jupiter is at war with Saturn or something like that. Earth's at war with Mars. I mean, it doesn't have to okay. be that uh, freaking Pluto and Saturn are getting involved with Mars and Earth's war.
0: All right. So remember, um, you guys need to remember – this, okay? um interplanetary war is the current issue, and that is effectively an aspect. And throughout this game, aspects will be things that you spend fate points on. Now this is all sort of gobbledygook to you at this moment, but you'll spend fate points to sort of ca- narratively be able to reason your way into that giving you a bonus or me being able to narrow uh, narratively weasel my way into compelling you to do something um so interplanetary war is our current um current trouble aspect okay
2: so yeah like if we wanted to go somewhere and you didn't want us to go there you'd be like okay you arrive near this place there are hundreds of battleships blowing each other up
0: um i would dissuade us i would say uh let's say it, it i would say uh, more like you want to go to a place to find out information but then i tell you um but you know that it's like a place filled with people of the um the opposite faction and that that would be a a bad idea and i say well i can compel that that you know would know it's a bad idea i would compel that and offer you a fate point in you know to sort of say if you don't go there Here's a here's a thing, but that's not the be- best example. But that's that's sort of what we can. That's sort of how that gotcha, works. Gotcha. Like it, it become like fate points become like a an exchange between me and you guys to do things or not do things and sort of work in that sort of narrative space. Um, so the impending issue. So this would be something looming on the horizon, something that's just started to show up that um your characters would deal with and don't think so much about its cause or its origin but think so much more along the lines like all right so you guys you said you wanted to have a horror aspect are we talking space zombies are we talking about uh uh like interdimensional wormholes into a like a hell dimension like uh are we talking about like people disappearing like what is happening not so much what's causing it.
2: Hmm see mm, that, that's that's a good question.
0: Alright let's let's toss it over to our resident uh horror miser. Um Nicholas what, what do you what, what, what do you think Nick,
1: Nick the horror. Alright um what about um, people are for some reason like changing allegiances uh and nobody knows why. Like they're instantly like at the drop of a dime just becoming like completely polar opposites and attacking um like people they were like best friends with or whatever. Um and then they like they take the corpses and mutilate them in like some occultish type fashion.
0: Okay, so occult activity. Sure. Okay. Um is this happening
3: with both factions?
0: The, well, this this is something like I would I wouldn't try and tie your character to either faction just yet. Like, don't think about that. Just think about like the were like in just like a, things going. I'm into sure the both
2: world. factions have plenty of good reasons, and that we'll be given plenty of, of gray opportunities to interact. Um, I'm not quite sure how the switching thing is going to work. because um, that's going to lead to like. A lot of, it, it, I only concern I have is for Brent as a DM, because uh, if, if we're going to, as soon as we find out about this people switching sides things, I promise you, all three of us, Nick probably more than any of us is going to be like, hmm, maybe we should be suspicious of this pleasant innkeeper.
3: Hmm, yes.
2: Yeah. Everywhere we go, it's going to drag conversations out because we're all going to be like, well, this seems innocent enough, but this guy could be switched.
1: We don't know. I meant, like, in not necessarily switched allegiances, but, like, it appears that way because they just snapped and started killing people they were close with, but they're not actually...
0: Oh, so, like, alright, so what Nick is saying is, like, people are going mad, like space madness. Okay, so it's not, like, like, mind then, control, it's like but, space madness. But it's being attributed to the war. Like, people are saying, oh, it's they found a way to mind control people or something weird like that.
2: Okay. Yeah, exactly. that's much better. Yeah, if, if we start getting into mind control, then it's going to fuck up the whole campaign cuz we're just going to be like super like on our toes and like really just it would not be pleasant.
0: I actually like mysterious space madness as our uh, as our current issue. So let's go with that mysterious space madness.
2: Is the which is, I thought our current issue was interplanetary um, war. That's
0: what I, the the you're right, you're right, impending. There we go. Thank you, good sir. Okay. So now is where shit gets really really intense. Um we need to sort of suss out um some people and places. So important names, important places. Um this is just where we start. This is this is we have we have essentially built the barriers of the sandbox. Now it is time to like create a little ditch, put the ants in it and flood it with water. So, um just start just like uh just start talking about things and we'll we'll uh so like what just start with the factions. Who are the factions? What are they about? Um, what are their planets? We can start with the number of uh habitable locations in the system, then name those wherever you guys want to start. We'll just go until we think well until I think I have enough details. So um yeah, just take it away, guys.
1: Well, I guess we should start with habitable locations that will we have an idea. Okay. Um I say like it's going to depend because you have like a couple planets and then moons that like, could be habitable habitable, and then like space stations, and then you maybe have like dreadnoughts
0: okay well let's start let's start with actual um uh astral uh, things objects? so objects cool. yeah
2: uh, our, our planetary system is kind of an anomaly because most planetary systems have like ten to twelve planets in them, so do you want to go with that or do you want to go with a small galaxy
0: This is fiction, so um well, is the sun huge or small or medium sized? You tell me. I'm tr-
2: I um, think a yellow sun would be best cuz it's best for promoting life. and we don't have to worry about red sunning.
0: Yellow sun. Okay. All right. Um how many how many uh how many planets we say we want to say in the system like, you know, just Go 12, 12. 12 system, 12, 12 but, planets.
1: But there's like one or two that were destroyed like completely. So there's fragments.
2: Yeah. I don't know about destroyed, but like there's one or two that are just I mean, there are certain planets that are gonna really be too far away from the sun to be really habitable. So, I mean, if you want to do like a couple of desolate worlds, that makes sense.
0: Okay, and well, th- what I, I I sort of like Nick's idea because I mean, you could like they could have been strip mined into pieces. Like,
2: that's true. True story. And I'm sure there's an asteroid belt because pretty much everyone has at least one.
0: All right. So, um, what what sort of what sort of ideas do you have to throw at it, Marcus? Oh, no, did we lose him?
4: sandwich.
0: Well, since he's not there, we keep going. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. Okay. Um. So let's let's start the. If we've got twelve planets. Let's start at the first first planet. What's the first planet? Describe it to me.
2: Well, are we talking the first planet as in close to the sun or the first planet we're at?
0: Closest to the sun. We're going to work our way out.
2: All right. The closest planet to the sun's going to need to be uh, somewhere between uh basically uninhabitable, like it's just a deserty, rocky crag. Or if it's you know just far enough away from the sun, then it actually could be just, you know, I don't, have an above average heat. Instead of like our planet where we have, you know, average heats in the seventies, uh it, it's probably average heats below one hundreds.
0: Okay. Well that's but it's probably heavy. small too. Let's let's start with let's start with the name.
2: Uh I swear I'm no good. Names.
0: Hmm. Um know. If Marcus is there, I think Marcus is pretty good with names, but I don't know where he went. Like he's just gone. Right. Wow.
1: Well, hey, my Texas. mic
3: was muted. Well, uh, wow. Wow. Do you go. have
0: anything to add, any details to add to this this system here, Marcus?
3: Um, I like Titus for a name for that planet.
0: Titus. Okay, I can go with that. I All like right. It. Tell me. Tell me about a little more about Titus, uh, Marcus.
3: Um, being that it's so close to that sun there, um, I think it's definitely one of the uninhabitable uh, planets, and it's probably um. And mostly, like, molten lava and everything flowing around it. Deserts, lava, um, probably some acid yeah.
0: rain. Molten. Okay, all right. Does it
1: does it have a rotation, or is it just on one side faces the sun perpetually? Hmm. Well,
0: all
2: planets have to have a rotation. Yeah, no, it's in orbit. Physics would make it do that. It's just it's, it might have a longer rotation than other planets.
0: Okay. Well, just say it's got a. Uh, abnormally well uh, remarkably slow rotation
2: there we go days are 40 hours instead of 24
0: i would say it's even slower it probably takes like a full earth full earth year to make a rotation got it all right um two second planet uh let's Let's go. Wait, is it,
3: it like um? Is it gonna be like a real small or large?
0: It doesn't matter. I mean, it generally planets the the smaller. All right, if we use our solar system as a basis, now we know this is in fact not true. There are a lot of gaseous planets towards the inner solar systems due to like the sort of rotational instability of early solar systems. They get flung into that um interior rotation quite often. It turns out um, so we don't. Have to use our system as a representation, plus it's fiction, so we don't have to. It doesn't have to make we don't have to astro- by laws of physics, it does not have to make astrophysical logical sense, okay? Exactly, that's why
1: um, we all started correcting me about the
0: planet rotation. I'm like, I'm just gonna not say anything, so
2: well, no, a planet needs to rotate because you need to have night and day. I mean, that's gonna play into the story.
0: Well, not really. I mean, if it doesn't rotate, then that means one side's perpetually dark, but that's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We'll work it out. I can change any of these things at any time if I feel like I can make use of it. Okay. Um The second planet. Let's um that's let's go with that. Uh Marcus made up the first planet. Uh Nick, you have the second planet.
1: Alright, I guess we'll name it Pfizer.
0: Okay. Pfizer. Tell me a little um, bit about Pfizer. I guess it's in the Goldilocks zone. So it's habitable? Sure. Um
1: all right. It's a relatively small planet. Okay. Small. Um, and it's got two little moons. Two moons? Um, it's a planet that's heavily submerged in water. Okay. Uh, there's very few terrestrial locations. Um, so most of the... So civilization is built in the air. Okay. Um, I don't know anybody else want to help out.
0: <laughs> okay. Then that's, that's good. I don't need that many details. Like if we get, we'll, we'll come back and flesh these things out as we get to talking about, um, organizations and people. All right. So just right. sort of like the, the, um, the planets are like, I just want sort of rough imagery in my head of how this, this system is laid out. Third what was planet the name of that again. Fiza. I spelled it F Y Z A, but you can spell it any.
2: Other. I'll just get you the mail. Mail list of these, Brent, so I can remember them. All right, because I know you're writing them and recording this.
0: Yeah, well, you have an audio documentation, that's for sure. Um, okay, third star, third star, third planet. Uh, Dan.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with Chora being the third planet. C H O R A.
0: Chora. Okay. And I would assume this one's also inhabitable planet.
2: It is inhabitable. It's 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 ninety five percent forested.
0: Okay, forest planet.
2: There's uh pretty much one ocean in the whole planet that partitions the planet almost in half. Interesting. Yep.
0: Uh, uh like laterally or longitudinally, like up or like equator uh, or
2: Longitude, but From north to south, from pole to pole.
0: Okay. So it goes from north to south? Correct. Alright, so is it frozen at the top and bottom?
2: I would assume so, yeah. There's definitely probably ice at the top. But it, there are rivers and everything else, but there's only one like major body of water, and it just goes down one side of the planet.
0: Okay.
1: So it's not completely surrounding? It's, it's not completely Correct. around. Because you
2: get a Pangaea situation where there's one giant landmass, but it's like there's an ocean that splits it.
1: Interesting.
0: I think, yeah. I, I think I can work with that. All right. Uh, any other? Um...
2: It's inhabited, but uh, it's not highly inhabited. Not highly by uh, sentient races. It's mostly still jungle and everything. I mean, you have a lot of mining and timber and and some uh, flora and fauna, but it's a very dangerous planet because of of how. It's so the patterns. the
0: I would say the uh, flora fauna and weather patterns all make it highly inhospitable. Okay. All right. Our last habitable planet in the system Marcus go. This is number 4.
3: Probably needs to be like a city. Let's see.
0: This would have to yeah, be like a very standardish uh habitable planet.
3: I think uh Dramada.
0: Dramada. Okay.
3: Class. And you know, um you know, we're going to go with the uh, classic Coruscant. on skyscrapers everywhere.
0: All right, city city planet.
3: And and have it be like Jupiter size,
2: like massive, twenty, you know, fifty yeah. times the size of Earth, so that it doesn't, you know, there there may be city all over the planet, but it's not the same city.
0: Yeah, no, it's very large. It's, uh, all right, I like that. I can deal with that. I can, I can dig. All right, fifth planet in the system. Now we're starting to get um further out into space here. There, there still may be. still maybe uh I I would say at least. I, if we make any of these planets, um, what do they call that? Terraformed. I would only do one. So, um, I would say we could probably make this one or the next one terraformed, and the rest would probably need to be either. There can still be activity on those planets as far as mining, uh, whatever goes. Yeah,
2: they're frontier worlds. You can still have people like doing stuff on them, but they have to wear like suits and everything.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So number five, Nick. What we got? Uh I guess we'll name it Lyria. Okay.
1: Lyria. Um and shit. I guess it's a medium sized planet? Medium sized Like slightly better than bigger
0: than Earth, I guess. Okay. 1.5 Earths, okay.
1: That's that's not slightly, but okay. 1.2 Earths. Um So we said one of the this one or the next one has
0: to be terraformed? This one or the next one, it's fine, either or.
1: Would it be more logical for this one to be terraformed than the next one? If it's closer to doesn't matter. Other... I
0: think I think that would depend more on the the pre existing nature of the planet more so than its distance from anything else. Because we're, well, if we're that's already...
1: gonna depend on my description of it. I guess. Yeah. All right. Does everybody want this planet to be ha- terraformed or not?
2: Yeah, I'm down with it being terraformed. It, yeah, it, it it's would cool. make sense because it's the next closest.
3: Okay. All
1: right. Well, what if it's in like in the process? Like there are bubbles that are livable in, but the rest of the planet is still not completely done
0: okay partially terraformed i would say the equator that as if terraforming works the way it shouldn't science fiction you probably like that would make the equator uh ish areas habitable with the the polar caps um are the north and south caps still quite dangerous okay it not works for much me. Uh, atmosphere there oh uh,
1: so it's still the parts that are terraformed are still kind of but people have been working on supplanting um, non-native species of flora and fauna to cultivate life. Okay. Um, so there's kind of a strange mishmash of creatures and plants that would not normally be found together in nature. But they combine to, like they have their strengths and weaknesses combined to be the most effective way to keep the terraforming process that's been done like from degrading.
0: Okay. Okay, so this is uh, if this is if sentient life could make a planet and this is what we're doing here. Sure.
1: okay. it's like ma- mainly a big research station so far or a couple of them.
0: It's, I would say it's probably the truest of frontiers, if anything. Like uh, there's probably some people starting to settle, but under certain like governmental or military grants, like you have to do this, this, and this to uphold like sort of uh, terraforming standards. So like it's essentially uh oh man what was what was that called where they gave everybody land in the west in order
2: to Oh um uh manifest destiny it's,
0: it's 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 like a manifest destiny situation where like we'll give you land to call your own on this planet um but you have to uphold these like you are essentially by like by, by farming you
2: have to stay out here and farm it for a
0: while Yeah by farming and doing all these things with local fauna and flora and fauna you're essentially uh accelerating the terraforming process so okay. they're they're getting free terraforming labor out of um settlers and that kind of thing sounds good if you
2: just happen to die well we'll just give your land to somebody else
0: yep <laughs> okay all right so planet six dan
2: uh planet six how far away do you think it's going to be from the uh the core planet
0: the core planet? You mean yeah. uh, Dromeda? Yeah. I mean it's two planets over, so as far away as uh, Frieza, it, Fiza is. Um, Frieza. Frieza. <laughs> planet Frieza. Oh shit, we're going King Cold you. lives there. Ah, uh, god. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, uh, Planet Fiza is.
3: I'm gonna
2: go with Tinok. T E N O U C. Tenoch. It is not naturally. Uh, habitable by our species unless, you know, you're going to allow different species but mm-hmm. for, the, for the, the homeo species the home, um, then uh, I'm going to say it's not habitable, the air is not breathable, it's very high in toxic gases like carbon monoxide and things like that um, the planet is super rich in mineable materials such as you know platinum, a big one plutonium, uranium, a lot of radioactive elements due to the gases and the soil um, therefore this planet is mainly inhabited by, there may be, there are some bubbles, but primarily there's a giant space station that just orbits the planet and picks up miners and everything when they go, after they get done with their ships on the planet. Okay. So it's more, it, it's very frontiersy and, and very gold rushy.
0: Okay. Planet seven, Marcus. Is your mic, mute my, my, um, my,
3: there we go. For the seventh planet, uh, let's go stoic. Stoic. And, uh, this planet, um, I think, um, with this one, it could be like a giant, uh, Guess it's basically planet. just a giant rock in space. It's just enormous and it's just, uh,
0: just desolate.
3: Yes.
2: The only reason it's considered a planet is because of its size. Yeah. All
0: right. And,
3: um, it's like if Pluto ended up in the inner solar into... system.
0: What's that, Marcus? I'm sorry.
3: No, that's all right. Um, I, I was saying, I think we could work something in there where, uh, there's some kind of precious resource there that we don't really know how to get to because, like, the crust is so hard, we don't have anything that can cut through it.
0: Okay. So, mostly scientists would be there.
2: Research teams. Government funded, of course.
0: Or even military funded, depending on that resources. And 4 Alright, now, uh, we're on number 8. So, Nicholas. Alright, give me one second. Uh-oh. You get two.
1: Alright, two seconds are up. Um, I guess we'll go with, uh, fuck. I don't think that's a good name. All right. Uh, Eris. Eris? Yes, okay. Um, I guess Eris is. I guess we're getting out to where it's probably ice planets now, right? Or gas. All right. Um,. I guess it'll be like a giant gas planet, what not? With like two rings around it. Okay.
0: Or would they be uh like um counter to each other or are they layered or out from each other?
1: Um alright, I guess by out from each other like what does that
0: mean? Like there's an inner ring and an outer ring. That's what I thought. Okay. And then there's stack so like instead of them being like 2d rings like almost like we have out there uh now they would there would be sort of one closer to a pole like each of one would be cl- individually closer to a pole like not quite on the equator of the planet
1: okay well um I, li- I like the image of them being crossed in my head
0: so okay two crossed rings and we'll say um i w I'm gonna go ahead and add this detail. They're they're from destroyed moons. Like they got obliterated, that's why they rotate at that at those different um in those different areas. Unless you had a different uh, idea.
1: No, that's fine. But the whole thing is high like disastrous disastrously high in radiation. Like yeah. there's so much radiation coming off it you can't even get near it.
0: Okay. Alright. Uh Planet Nine, that's Dan. Hmm, I'm going to go with Terminalt. Terminalt, okay.
2: It's another gas giant. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have any rings, but the entire surface of the planet is covered in liquid uh, liquid nitrogen. Okay. So, not a whole lot can live there. Um, There's actually some research stations that are just... Little contract research stations that no one really pays any attention to that orbit it, at least five or six of them. Um and they just study the tapers and things that do somehow manage to live on a planet that's that's frozen, essentially. It's liquid frozen.
0: Okay. Ten, Marcus.
3: Um, I was thinking this one could be like um maybe one of those strip mine planets where it's just uh Okay chunks of, you know, stuff in the air or in the space.
0: All right, so um, when you come up with a like, give give me a name and I will modify it to make sense. Mezzus. So we're gonna call this the Mezzus Cluster. And this planet has been stripped mine to oblivion. Where's Greenpeace when you need them? All right. Anything else about the Mezzus Cluster?
3: Um, it's just very difficult to like get through because there's so much. Uh... It's dangerous. Yeah.
0: So it's like densely packed. Um. I don't think it would even need to be, I think small aircraft could probably get in and out pretty easily, but anything larger. Cause I mean, when you figure uh, even the smallest debris in space can be dangerous, like even, even in the future, I think it would still be quite dangerous. And especially if we say that whatever we're strip mining out of there is a very volatile substance. Like it's easy to like set off like each of these like floating, Like, essentially, uh, mining operations on these little rock clusters could be set off and made to explode. Like, it's just landmines everywhere. It's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. I like that maybe
3: there was, like, some kind of ore that Mm -hmm. was very volatile that they mined there, and it's, like, in all the rock.
0: Yep.
1: Sounds like a nice place for an adventure.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, Planet 11. Nick? How many fucking planets are there? Twelve. <laughs> we decided twelve. That's what you guys went with. So. Oh my
1: God. Give us right. room to, to maneuver. Uh, this is a bit too much. We've never even been to this many countries in D D campaigns we've played.
0: Yeah, well, you guys won twelve planets. I wonder what the twelve planets are. There's All only right. two more planets left. This is. All
1: right. Uh, this planet is pretty much a dwarf planet, but, um scholars keep arguing back and forth between whether or not it's actually going to be a planet. It's
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, we'll call it Pluton.
0: Great. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Captain Plutonio.
1: Um, there is, there's really nothing special about this planet. It's kind of frozen over. Um, but every now and then, um, on scans, um, there's like a heat source that's detected in the core, but everybody blows it off as a, a glitch in the system because they can't re- replicate the results.
0: I like it. All right. Last and certainly probably least. Um, what's the last planet, Dan?
2: Uh hmm. I would say that it doesn't it would just have a numerical designation since so it's, right. it's completely going to be uninhabitable.
0: I'm going to call it I'm call it Zeron. Yeah. Planet Zeron. And it is... Um, on the is it a Z or an X? X. And I would say... Because, see, you, you went with Pluton, so I'm going with the Planet X ripoff here. Planet um, X. So, what I'm going to say about this planet, because I'll go ahead and take this one, that it is probably the edges, Like, it's on the edge of, like, this system. So, I would... F- I would say it's f- safe to say, like... Um, like there hasn't been a whole lot of inner system travel, and so like that's the farthest you go before you reach the edge of space. So it's just it's just like there's it's very mysterious. Like nobody really knows anything about it because I would say the distance that there is from Pluton to the center star is the distance from Pluton to Zeron. Like everybody knows it's there, but they don't really know anything about it. Like they can pick it up you know, way out there, but it doesn't emit anything. It's just, it's just this dark floating rock way out in the middle of nowhere. And everybody <laughs> says it like, um, and they say it's, uh, it's, ex- it's, it's where explorers go to die. Like, it's just sort of like, that's the last station before they die. They, nobody makes it past that planet. That's, that's pretty ominous. hmm all
2: right, since the final boss battle all right,
1: does the
0: Sun have a name? Did we, did we name the Sun? No, what do we want to call the Sun? Soul. Soul. Pacifico All right Okay, so we've established what the system looks like all right, so now we need to decide on some some people some organizations, so um I generally like to see like start with organizations and work our way down, so I who are some of the key players in this system?
2: I would say the planet, the mining planet, um, that I came up with a minute ago. Uh, the name escapes me for the moment.
0: Hmm. Mining planet.
2: Was it Tanakh? Tanak, Thank you. Uh, that, uh, they would be pretty influential in terms of having a very high, especially because there's mainly a space station. There's a giant, uh, Income gap between the very rich people who run the station, oh, and God. they would have a great amount of impact on global po- on interglobal politics because they control so much of the mineral wealth of of the system. What, what would
0: that organization be called?
1: Well, is uh, it like a government or is it like a, a corporation or something?
0: Both. It's, I mean, they, I would say it's probably a corporation so large it functions as a government.
2: Exactly, and they, they run the space station, so I'm sure they have their own private military and everything else. It's like Circa Corp.
0: All right. Well, what what is it called? Like uh,
2: the Strom Corporation. S T R O M M.
0: Strom Corporation. There's not three humps in an M. There's only two.
3: Cor- Umbrella a Inc. And my name starts with an M.
0: Strom Corp. Um, Unstand uh, Controls, Mining Operations. Okay. Um. Give me some other people. Like, who, who, is, who, is, who is waging this war? Like, who's fighting?
2: I see. What are our ha- other habited planets? Because it would Pfizer, have to be, like, the major... Victoria,
0: Andromeda. Well... It doesn't okay. have to be an outright war. Like, it could be, like, almost... Because if we're talking about, like, corporate-level entities here, like, if, if that's what's running... Sort of the system are these corporations and a very few sort of loose and connected governments. Then I would say it's fair that corporations are fighting it out.
2: I think actually now that we're getting on this, that a really cool and 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 back me up if I'm wrong here. I think a really cool kind of dynamic would be maybe a uh, guild run intergalactic system, where not necessarily they're guilds, but necessarily as in the different corporations run different aspects of galaxy and they kind of encroach on each other's uh, business as it were.
0: So will we say these guilds have gone to war?
2: I would say that would be uh, an excellent dynamic because I mean, the the Andromeda could have, which is the big main planet, correct? Big city.
0: Or just the Drameda. It's Drameda.
2: The Drameda can have, you know, an actual, like kind of galactic police, kind of like almost a, a U.S., UN, UK kind of thing where they're supposed to be the big uh, governing body for everybody, and they, you know, have a, a sanctioned military and blah blah blah. But really, each of the big major corporations is large enough that it's its own interplanetary force and has its own private military, and uh, pretty much ignores them unless they have to listen.
0: Okay, so be- go ahead. Sorry.
1: Would it be too far fetched to say that since these guild things uh, you said so the guilds are responsible for like a specific aspect um of whatever's going on and they were originally... well, i mean they're, just,
2: they're they're just giant corporations. i mean the guild is is in a fantasy setting from like the d and d style is the correct word because you know you're just this giant group of business people but in 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 a futuristic spacey setting it i think uh interplanetary corporation would be the correct terminology and obviously they would diversify which would step on the toes of the people who specialize in that like I'm sure there's another corporation that dabbles in mining which steps on the toes of the people of Turok because they're like no we we provide the galaxy with mining and that pisses them off so it's it's, it's
1: okay that's, that's I just want to get clarification because I, I had an idea where these this guilds corporations have been in existence for so long that um, the presidents or whoever runs each of these corporations, um, nobody knows who that is anymore. So, Ooh. what if each of the like the, the lower like the lower people in the guild, kind of they're forced to revere whatever nameless entity um, that leads each of these corporations, and they treat it sort of like a religion.
0: Interesting. So they 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 occupy the space of government, corporation, and religion. Because... Yes, because
1: like That's they've been they've been in control for so long that they've um and the lines of, of
0: delineation th- and control have sort of become obscured and nobody really knows cuz if if let's say like let's say uh somebody's called the the grandmaster of the such and such thing right and um and that one person that first person that was called the grandmaster like sort of passed that title on and passed that title on and then eventually there was no Grandmeister but somebody along the line decided not to tell people there was no Grandmeister so they just kept on like answering to a grandmaster that didn't exist. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Sort of, yeah. And like they've put all these stipulations like you have to do this, do that, dress this way, say this specific slogan every time you wake up in the morning, kind of shit like that.
0: Fallout, kind of. Mm. I was always also thinking what if so, because we can change anything during this creation process. So what if our current trouble isn't that the galaxy's at war? What if we are on the heels of this this civilization that we're talking about? like it's collapse? Like so these guilds went on for so long and they became so unwieldy that the whole system sort of collapsed in this interplanetary war. And now, it's 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 anarchy. Like nobody really knows who's in control. Like you have small parties in control of way more power than they should. It's a very and, volatile environment.
2: I think that yeah, I like that. And I also I think that we should throw the drama still wanting to be they used to be like the center of everything, the center of government, the center of civilization, the center of, you know, artistic and blah 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 blah. And now they're kind of just holding like Rome almost. Like they're just holding on in name. They're like, Oh, we're still you know, the capital and everybody has to listen to us, but nobody really does, other than the people that live on Well,
0: I wouldn't even say that. Like, if the city's so large, like I think I think the power sort of falls into whoever's hands takes it. So some people are ruling back to like monarchy style where they are a king of this quadrant with their queen and their their followers and then like there's religious parts of the city where people have started to worship some weird shadow deity. Um, And then there's parts where, you know, let's say there was
2: some sort of overarching government, even if nobody listens to it. There needs to be like some sort of
0: that's the trouble. That's the that's the current trouble that everything is in anarchy. Like,
1: so it's like a bunch of tutorial disputes going on in there.
0: Yeah, like everybody like there is still a universal currency, like everybody still trades in X. Because we had to, like, it. would just came out of necessity, but there's just it is, it is sort of it. Think of what if, like this, this, this whole futuristic setup with these guilds and these corporations and such have collapsed down to nothing, and we have fallen back to sort of, um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, oh, man, feudalism almost, almost feudalism. Where those who can manage to get people to follow them and manage to accrue some sort of wealth can flex that power and strength over other people, and no one has sort of united back into a group yet. Like, like obviously, because parts of the city on um, Dramata have been damaged, so there's clear sort of um, border lines. There's still people that can make goods and sell goods for the common currency. Like, there's still trading and barter, and all this thing, all these things haven't fallen apart. I mean, are still sort of there, but, you know, it's wildly unregulated. It's it's highly unfair, but that's also the sort of environment that breeds adventurers and heroes. You see what yeah. I'm saying?
2: And and not all of the areas have to be like that. I mean, there could be areas that are very civilized and very law, lawful good.
0: I yeah, want to say. like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, you, you run, like, it just, instead of it becoming this unified front, like, everything has fallen to shit. And there are still people that try and uphold control. Like there still might be somebody who's like, I have a clear connection to this. And so he's got followers and he's got a large portion of the city, but he doesn't have the power or influence to control other parts of the city or take over these other small parts. Like we are essentially taking medieval high fantasy, uh, like government and religious structures and applying it to a interplanetary science fiction scale. I like it. All right. I work with
1: that. So that brings in the question of space madness stuff though.
0: Does it? I don't think it does. Cuz its I think that's going to be up to me to figure out where that's coming from.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: So, sp- uh, space anarchy. All right, so do we still need to make like these group names? Um, I don't think we do, but we still need to come up with some major players. So, especially um around our characters. But I think we can do that. in well, care- what,
1: if, if what you think Strom Corporation is far enough removed from all the drama on drama that that's they, what I was what about the... to
2: say is that it's well, it's it's also small enough that you know they would have been able to lock down any problems immediately because they they ran the space station probably with an iron fist, so they would have been able to be like, okay, we're we're just gonna still all be under the same umbrella right here, y'all can chill.
1: Yeah, yeah they're the only they're the only cohesive organization remaining in this solar system.
0: I would say that's fair, like they're the one of the a few Manning space entities, but I would say because if if they still had any sort of I would say the only power they have is over access to to the mine. So they have a, a well, yeah, they're more enough, of a
1: trade firm than like an actual. Exactly. So yeah.
0: they are the they are the basis for the common currency. Yes. So um and So that's they have
2: it. a tremendous amount of power Well, of
0: they have they have a subtle influence right because they're like if people that that still want to mine and get in goods in they do but they're not because since there's no political structure for them to stand on and rest that influence they they can't come in and swing their weight around because the way the populace or people on or other planets view it if they want to get that crazy then there are people out there with enough power just to go take it but other people have most people with that power have other concerns they're more worried about manpower and like controlling the people instead of the tri- instead of goods. You follow me? Yes. So so
2: basically, their entire authority is th- is basically they are protecting the planet, uh, the mining planet. They're pro- they're pro- they have like a fleet protecting Turok and a military protecting the space station that you know, yes. melts everything down. Yeah, they're
0: basically known as the people that will give you work, and that's that's all the populace views them as, even though. In reality, they probably could have more power if it didn't take so much to control what they already had.
2: Right, and so basically, they're just uh, they, they put all of their military force into maintaining the space station and preventing other people from coming in and stealing their profits by illegally mining the planet. Exactly. Got it. Um,
0: control. That's actually pretty pimp. So mining. Um, I'm just gonna put controls mining, but barely. Okay. So, uh let's go. Marcus has not had anything to add in a while? Um just I'm only going to get a couple more of these ideas and then we'll flesh more out in character creation. So, um, Marcus just what do you think would be at least a a strong group at least on Andromeda? So, let's say our adventure probably is going to start and take a lot uh, take place a lot on Andromeda, but we have the option of going to these other places cuz we've set up this this universe, right? Um, who are some of the major players on Dramada? Like, give me just one or two, like a group of people or one person you can do either. Or so if there's a group of people, like, like a, like a church is a good example of an organization or a mercenary company is a good example of an organization, uh, crime organizations. But then you have also people who might have, uh, who have established themselves as some sort of governing monarch or, um, matriarch, um, so, um, just some names that way, uh, and who they are, what they do, what they control over, what their, what their, kind of what their story is.
3: Um, I think he could be like a, sort of a dictatorship.
0: Okay. So who's, who's this dictator and how much space and power does he control?
3: Um, let's call him Drex, D-R-E-X. Okay. And, um, you know, he pretty much has the whole drama to lock down.
0: I wouldn't say he has the whole drama, but I'd say he has... A uh, a good portion of the city, I'd say he has the largest claim. Okay. And he sort of rules by an iron fist, or is it more of a, a like a like everybody walks around with smiles, like Drex is so great, but everybody secretly.
3: dictatorship. Yeah. Tater yeah, I think they're kind of like brainwashed. So he's a baddie. He's a bad guy, but
2: they don't see it because he gives off a good face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't drink the water.
2: And that and that drama to Kool-Aid. Or as they call it, drexade
0: <laughs> Alright, anybody else we wanna throw out there as like some names or organizations?
3: Um, let's say that there's also um kind of a rebel movement going on there with uh people that don't they don't want Drex in power anymore.
0: Okay. Alright. What are their names?
3: Um, I'll just call them, you know, as a group. Um we don't really know who their leader is yet, but uh for a group name, Damn, I don't know.
0: Alright.
3: for Something I, for Rebels, i like. i like
0: the Children of, or the Sons of. So, um.
3: Oh, the Sons of Dramada. Yeah, that sounds nice. Like
0: Alright, Sons of Dramada. That's a good call. I like Sons of Dramada.
2: And, and if you want to throw in another, like, really powerful entity, like, just single family person thing, he doesn't control nearly as much as Drex. Okay. But what but what he does control, he does have a very you know, firm grip on, and he's actually not a bad... He, he rules with 100% authority, but he's not a bad guy. He's actually a, a really good guy and does his best for his people. Be like, uh, as, I don't know where the name came from. It's like March Suffolk. March Suffolk. May, yep.
0: March Suffolk. Uh, pulls tightly, but secretly a good guy.
2: I mean, not even secretly. Like, people lo- his people love him. He's just and he's an actual good guy. He's just trying to hold on and keep Drax from taking what he's got or other factions.
1: So, like, he has to make tough choices that it may not be good, Correct. But good for the hates, best of.
2: Yeah, and he hates having to make them. Like, he's got a very hard moral compass. Like, this, this would be one of those sectors that's kind of lawful good. Or. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. All right. All right, one more thing I want to name before we move into character creation. And again, we will add details to what we've already made in character creation because we've got to flesh out backstories when we do that. Because So we're going to finish this up, we're going to wrap out this episode, and then we we'll move into character creation. Okay, everybody? All right. So I would say, with all this anarchy, that there's probably a pretty strong criminal um, sort of... Underworld. Underworld. Um, and if we were to name sort of one... Person or group that controls a lot of the criminal activity. What? Who would we call them?
1: The Dark Messiah. Dark Messiah.
0: Now, are they like your typical ruffian um, group, or are they more of like a um, secret culty organization that controls like uh, drugs and goods? Um, or is this a person? The Dark Messiah, a person.
1: Well, he could be a person. Who went by the name dark Messiah, and then when he got enough power, he just called the organization okay the dark messiah okay, um, and I guess they do a little bit of everything they can get away with, okay like kidnapping, extortion, drug trade, assassinations,
2: so, yeah, basically they're just a big group of bad guys, Achoo. and obviously they're gonna that's the organized one there're I'm sure many factions that are. Until we were less organized. Yeah. yeah, I hear you.
0: I hear you. Okay, well, I think that'll wrap us up for this episode, everybody. I hope everybody tunes in next time. Uh, you can, if you would, please, dear God, head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It really helps. Each one counts, and we love you for it. Also, you can check us out on our website. That's theRPGShow.com. We it's Newly redone. You've probably heard me say it a million times. We got all sorts of things there now, um, including a forum. So please go check that out. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at the RP, uh, RPG podcast on Twitter. And I think that'll do it until next time. Oh, no, you can also send us an email. <laughs> That's podcast at the RPG show.com. You can put whatever, send it to whoever. I'll make sure they get it, read it, and we will talk about it right here on the show. I promise you that. Well, And until next time, say bye, everybody.
1: Bye, everybody.
4: Deuces.